Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Profitable Practitioner. I'm so happy to have you guys here. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this interview. Um, I just had Carmen Oling on the podcast. She is the founder of Flow Academy. She's a keynote speaker, a podcaster, and a former corporate executive. She's been featured on many media outlets like Fox News, Living Local, and multiple print and podcast outlets. And she travels the world hosting retreats and corporate workshops, helping others to do work that lights them up while honoring their bodies and aligning their highest selves. Her purpose is to give and receive love and to crack people open to do the same in their lives, creating the most magical and beautiful ripple effect in the world. She invites you to join her in being the one to show the world how truly great life can be. Now, this episode was just, it was really great. I just felt like me and Carmen have so much in common and the conversation just really flowed super easily. Um, we hit on some really great topics and overall she just gives some really great advice on basically ways that you can get out of your own way and just really hit those goals that you're looking for in your business. Um, she also shares her superpower quiz. That's a free quiz you can go take. It's going to share with you your superpower um, that you can really use in life and in your business. I'm going to put the uh, link down in the show notes. So I would recommend checking that out. I think I'm going to go check it out for myself. I would really love to know my superpower and it sounds really great. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, guys, today I am here with Carmen. I am so excited to have her. Carmen, why don't you just give a little bit of an introduction for the audience? Mm, thank you so much for having me, Maddie. My name is Carmen Oling. And I am the founder of Flow Academy, which is a holistic life coaching academy for leaders, coaches, and entrepreneurs. I am also a coach one-on-one -on -one for um, high-achieving uh, women and a keynote speaker. So the work that I do is really all about helping women really do work that lights them up while honoring their bodies and making the biggest impact possible. Awesome. I love that. Um, so how did you start off in the world of entrepreneurship? What was like that first kind of pull to get you where you mm. are? Mm, yeah, well, I remember when I was in college and I took an entrepreneurship class and we were all doing a project and it was a group project. Everyone in the, in my group got an A and I got a B plus. I remember meeting with the professor I got up enough courage to meet with him, to ask him about it. And he told me, you know what, Carmen, some people are just not meant to be entrepreneurs like Jennifer, who was one of the other women that were in my group. Um, it wasn't supportive. He didn't give me any constructive feedback. It was just almost like um, he, he was intimidated by me by some sort. And so he just wanted to kind of diminish me a little bit. So I took that and I remembered that for a while and held that as a limiting belief. Um, all the while I was building a really successful corporate leadership career in finance. So I worked in corporate leadership for 16 years. And one day I just kind of exploded. I started crying. I didn't know why. This was before work. And I went home and I told my husband what happened. And he said, well, well, what's going on? And I told him, you know what? I don't know, which I don't allow people to tell me I don't know, because that's really just like a cover up for, you know, what's underneath that. But, but I, the, the catalyst was the thing I said next, I'm going to find out. And so I started 
working to find out. And what I realized was I loved what I was doing. I was a leader. I was a coach. I was a mentor. Um, I loved the work that I was doing. I loved helping people really maximize their strengths. And I could just read them, read their energy and see what they were good at right away. But I was doing it in an incongruent way. So I was wearing a black suit every day and I was in my masculine energy a lot. So controlling and not taking breaks and not honoring my body. When I was 25, I was diagnosed with MS. So multiple sclerosis, which is an autoimmune condition and multiple stages of burnout. So after that moment, when I told my husband that I was going to find out, I gave a two month notice and I started my coaching career. So I started as a holistic nutritionist. And from there, I thought I was going to be a personal trainer. But turns out people need more help with their mindset and support and accountability than they do like how to do a workout or what to put on their plate. And so I continued my journey and my certifications and my learning and became a holistic life coach. And I started speaking and started my podcast with the Permission Slip podcast. Um, and then a few years ago, God really put on my heart, like, how are you going to reach your goal of impacting over 100,000 women if you're only able to take on 10 clients at a time? You know, I work with them really close in my one-on-one -on -one practice. I thought, you know what? I'm not. So um, I scaled back my coaching practice and I launched Flow Academy, where I now certify leaders, coaches, and entrepreneurs as holistic life coaches or leaders and entrepreneurs just come to get those holistic life coaching skills for themselves and their teams. And that's where we are today. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's so similar to my same. I'm sorry, my dog. Go sit down. <laughs> that's so similar to my same evolution of um, I think everyone really has their own unique life path. And I don't know if you felt the same way, but after putting so much time and energy into like nutrition and becoming a certified personal trainer and all that time with one-on-one -on -one clients. And then for me, it was slightly different where I hit a wall and I was like, I don't think this is where I personally am supposed to be. I think that that is a space that a lot of people need to be in. And that's one of the reasons I want to do what I want to do is just help support those people but for me, it wasn't my correct life path. And I felt so sad about how much time and energy I had put into those, to, into those credentials and into that time working with one-on-ones. But then the beautiful thing is that everything happens for a reason. And now I'm able to use all of those things to still connect with that same audience. Um, so I, I don't, I guess I don't have a question for you, but I just connect with you very deeply on that little journey of, you know, starting in one place and ending up in another. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think that each little step on our journey is for a reason, like what you said. And there's something that we can we can learn from every single step. I take everything that I learned from my corporate experience. And now I do work with a lot of corporate executives, right? And I know their struggles and I know what they're going through. And I know some of their challenges. And I know the corporate structure. I do corporate workshops and trainings because of that as well, because I know and I can bring the new skills that I have to to those old dynamics. And it's just so beautiful to see. So I think it's just a culmination of all the lessons through life where we're at today. And that's really what, as a practitioner today, as an entrepreneur, as someone that's helping and guiding from a service place heart today is you can use that. It's your, your experiences are really your resume. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They mean that time that you actually put in means so much more than mm -hmm. any credentials could ever mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. So, 
One thing I really wanted to chat with you today about, Carmen, is um, something that I see holding people back all the time in their business is, um, you know, so many different things, but one of which is imposter syndrome. Um, I know it's something that I struggled with. I still struggle with to this day, um, but I just wanted to kind of bring that into the conversation because when you're coaching women, I'm sure you see this all the time. Mm, yeah, 100%. And here's the thing, the mindset shift that I think we could all have on imposter syndrome is that if you don't feel at least a glimmer of imposter syndrome, then your dreams, goals, and visions are not big enough. Most people, what happens if you don't ever feel that, if you feel like, oh, that's not a problem for me at all. I'm going to stop listening to this podcast. Don't, don't stop listening. Listen to what I'm about to say. What happens is we're like, okay, we get ready for the year and we're going to set like our dreams, so-called dreams and goals and vision, and we write it out. But it actually turns out to just be a list of things that we already know that we're going to accomplish. Because what that does for us, that feeds our ego, right? Our ego is that place inside of us where fear and doubt lie in the place that wants to keep us small and safe and comfortable. So if we write out goals that we know that we can achieve, we're just always going to be good. How do I know this? Because I did this for a really long time, is that I would only say yes to the things that I would be good at and never really stretching into greatness because what's in greatness, that's uncertainty, uncomfortableness. And that's where imposter syndrome lies. The other mindset shift I want you to have around imposter syndrome is that's a good thing because that means if you are feeling it a little bit, which you should, then you're going to have massive growth if you continue down that path. Now, here's what I want you to know about imposter syndrome and like how to get out of that and how to shift it. One, know that you're on the right path. And so you can feel fear or anxiety or you can feel excitement. So inside in our bodies, the energy is exactly the same. The only differentiator is what we're saying to ourselves in our head. So when the imposter syndrome comes up and you're thinking, who am I to be doing this? And you're feeling fearful. Remember what I'm saying and go, oh, yeah. Carmen said that all I need to do is shift my thoughts and start thinking of that vision, thinking of how you feel, thinking of the people that you're going to impact. Because really, it's not about you. It's about others. So how you're going to impact them and start shifting that energy into excitement. Here's the next thing is you want to position yourself as an expert. And I see people doing this not very often. But like I shared before is our lived experiences are our best resume. And so you're not going for maybe the multimillionaire person that's already dove into like personal growth a bunch. Maybe your person is just that person that you're just a little bit ahead of. And you can do one of three things with these people. You can say, let me show you. You can say, come with me. Let's do it together. Or you can just be like, I'm, I have a testimony. I did this and my clients are doing it and you can do it too. But if you focus on the people that are just a little bit behind you, then those are going to be your people. And imposter syndrome is going to go away because you're going to know that you are an expert for them in this area. And you want to always focus on the things that you know and the things that you're passionate about and not anything else. When people ask me, like, what do you know? How do you figure out what to say on TV or on stage? I always tell them, what do you have the most fun talking about? Talk about that because you're never going to forget. 
you're not going to mess anything up. It's when you try to like say something scripted that you're not the expert in, that's when you might mess it up. Um, so that's my tips on imposter syndrome. Really, it is a guidepost that you're headed in the right direction. You want to shift the energy in your body from anxiety to excitement. And then just remember, the people that are, are right, like a few steps behind you, those are your people. Speak to them and bring them along with you and position yourself as the expert. That's awesome. Um, I have a question. What would you say to someone that was like, okay, Carmen, I want to write down my goals and I really want to stretch them beyond what I already know I can reach, mm. but I'm worried I'm going to shoot too far and then I'm going to disappoint myself when I'm not able to reach those goals. Mm. This is such a good question. Um, this is something that I find happens often is that we don't reach a goal or we something doesn't go as planned or expected. It doesn't even have to be one of our goals. And what happens is we are so energetically and emotionally tied to the outcome that we make it mean something about ourselves. We make it mean something about our worthiness. And because we make it mean something about our worthiness, oftentimes we give up. And so we say, oh, this is not for me because X, Y, and Z. So here's what I want you to do when you're setting your goals. Set the big dream, set the big goal, and just know like it's big enough when you don't, when you won't hit it. A lot of my goals are so big that I, I don't hit them every year. And that's okay. And how I get out of that cycle of not making it mean something about me is I set it and then I emotionally detach from the outcome. And so what I focus on instead is what are the steps that I need to take this year, this quarter, this month, this week, this day? And now I'm on to the day. Like, okay, what is today? I'm going to do this today. And the culmination of a series of good days leads to a great life, leads to actually achieving your goals, leads to being able to be unemotionally attached to the outcome. And when you can do that, you can remember that your worthiness is never up for grabs and that you are always worthy. And any outcome that you receive is only information and you use it as such, you never make it mean something about yourself. Yeah, I love that. Really, I feel like that is the deepest part right there is that mm -hmm. we take it on so personally because mm -hmm. these are things we love, right? They're things that we really wanna create and bring into the world. But at the end of the day, they aren't us. So it's really important yeah. to remember that. Yeah, 100%. And um, I learned that the hard way. And so when I first started my practice about a decade ago, um, I was really doing it all on my own. I had um, one mentor. I did some online programs. I did some certifications. I would read books, listen to podcasts, you know, all of that. But there was no one like in my circle. I, I, I didn't do the work to build an inner circle that could really support me. So I was kind of going at it all alone. And so I would like start pr launch programs. And because I didn't get the the enrollment that I expected, I would shift and I would start a new program and shift and shift and shift just because the outcomes weren't as expected. And what I've learned is once you can detach from the outcomes, and if you know that this thing is really lighting you up, so it's your life's work and it lights you up because when you're having fun with it, you're going to attract someone else, right? That right aligned person um, that you just need to keep going. And that's how you build a successful like six and seven figure business is 
really by keeping going and keeping consistent with one thing. Otherwise, people won't know you for anything and you'll just be jumping around all the time. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel like it's really easy to get sucked down into that that rabbit hole of just being like, well, this is a good idea. No, this is a good idea. No, this Mm -hmm. one. And then pretty soon you're just stretching yourself then in so many different directions that nothing is actually happening. Like you're not hitting Mm -hmm. those goals that you want to hit and you're feeling disappointed and discouraged in yourself. And it's not because you don't have a good idea. It's just because you're not executing on one, you know, really keeping that focus narrow. 100%. Yeah. that That's really one of the other things that I find just in general with everyone in life is there's so much coming at us each and every day. We're constantly consuming so much and it's really, really overwhelming, which puts us, puts us in a position and a mindset that like the, all the marketing and society says like, we have to do more and we have to do it this way. And we have to achieve this way. And so that's where that incongruency comes from that I talked about. Like when I was in my corporate job, I loved helping people. I was really successful at it. But there was like an incongruency of always wanting to do more and this inherent tension inside of me. And so if we can step back and really be intentional about the things, especially as a practitioner, as an entrepreneur, that we are consuming, that's really going to help us with not only our business growth, but our personal growth and our relationships, because then we won't go down that rabbit hole. Oh, this person's successful with their business. Maybe I'll try that too. I should do this. I should do this. Um, Something I like to do is just like a tactical practice is Whatever my focus is personally and professionally, those are the things that I'm consuming right now. And then I just shut off everything else because it's there is so much out there. So what I mean by that is like right now I'm writing a book. So I'm only consuming books around creativity or, of course, like the Bible or my devotionals. Right. Um, Because that's helpful as well. And then personally, my husband and I are looking at building legacy. So not only making money, but building legacy. And so I'll consume things about building legacy, about finances, that sort of thing. But everything else, like I don't need the next podcast on the next best health thing. I don't need the next coaching thing. I don't need any of that right now because I'm really focused and intentional on those two things. And then everything else I can just kind of let go. And so that's a tip that I have is figuring out what season that you are in your life for personally and professionally, and then really just focusing on those intentional things. It's really going to be helpful and you'll be able to get so much further because you're not constantly consuming and constantly getting distracted by, you know, like the, the gold star over here or the carrot dangling over here. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's so important. And that kind of answered my question I was going to ask you, but I think sometimes it's so hard because we want to narrow down and we want to simplify, but then we're like, well, how do we do that when I still like need to keep seeing clients and like getting income? And I also like want to build this passive income, but that's also taking all my time and energy. And it's like, how do I just like kind of focus in on what I want to do? And I think a lot of the time what it comes down to is yes, you need to keep having your form of income that's coming in and then chipping away at the other things on the side. But really like how much time on your day are you wasting? Like scrolling on Instagram, consuming Mm -hmm. things that you really don't need to be taking in because they're just distracting you from your goals and what you actually need to be doing. And 
yeah, just getting you where you need to be, because I think it's, um, I'm sure you can speak to this more, but a lot of it is as soon as we step outside of our authenticity and we start trying to mimic what other people are doing, I think it's an energy drain. Like it's really just sucking all that energy and time that we have rather than if we just stay really focused on who we are and what we want and stop comparing, we'll be able to hit those markers a little bit easier. Yeah, I think so as well. And you know, there's something to be said if you're first starting your business to have guides and and have mentors, and then at each new level of your business to have a guide and have a mentor. But remembering that what you're learning, you want to take it and not necessarily do it exactly how they do it, but have it sit with your internal compass. So your sixth sense. So that internal knowing, your intuition, and you can only do that if you're not cluttered. If your calendar is not cluttered, if your physical environment is not cluttered, if you have a little bit of space and capacity and mental capacity to sit and understand like what's what's right for me, what's wrong for me, what way do I want to go, where am I feeling authentically called, and then where do I really experience the most joy. Like my work is really to help people focus on feeling good each day. And if there's something that's taking us out of alignment of feeling good, we're not really going to be able to live the great work that we're meant to live. And so I think that finding your authentic voice, but being okay with sharing it is really, really important. And sometimes that can be hard because of that imposter syndrome that creeps up, right? Because of that doubt or our ego self that creeps up. But what I want everybody to know is, well, not, none of us are special, which means that we're more the same than we are different. And we're all connected. We're all one. We're all love. We're all energy, right? You, Maddie, have the same fears probably as I have, probably as many of these listeners. We have the same thoughts, the same doubts. But the thing that's different is God has placed inside of us uniquely a unique gift. And most of the time, as we as we grow up, what happens is we develop armor that we protect ourselves because we've been hurt in the past. We develop an identity for who we think society tells us we should be, even though it's not our authentic truth. We develop stories that we tell ourselves based on our lived experiences. And then we have this sidekick, our ego self, which is that fear, that doubt, that anxiety, that overwhelm, that imposter syndrome that keeps us playing small, that always kicks in when we're trying to do something new. So if we can recognize that, okay, there's nothing wrong with me, there's nothing wrong with you, there's nothing wrong with life, it just is, and I am just here to show up as authentically as I can, and what do I need to do to open my heart a little bit, to know that it's safe to be me and drop my armor, to unpack some of the masks that I've been wearing for a long time that like, for example, I wore a black suit every day. I did it all. I didn't take breaks, all of these things. Like that wasn't me. That was just who I thought I needed to be, right? People uh, nicknamed me Cruella DeVille and I didn't understand why because I had such high expectations for myself and other people and modeled it every day. But essentially in my heart, I was caring so much for others but no one could see that because I had this identity. And then if we can let go of the stories that we tell ourselves, then we can start tapping into that place of authenticity and love. And we can hear really what we're meant to hear and what we're meant to be doing and how we're how we're meant to be showing up. Um, It's a lot to unpack. But one of the things that the people that I work with in Flow Academy, the leaders and coaches and entrepreneurs, is I find is 
that we're so outwardly focused on serving clients or maybe even our teams as a leader, we forget about the most important thing, ourselves. And we need to turn the mirror back on ourselves and unpack some of those stories I talked about, unpack some of that identity, do the work on ourselves to become more authentically who we were born to be and tap into those superpowers and those gifts that we have on the inside. And that is where the magic happens. When I was able to do that, that's when I was able to be connected to so many more aligned clients. My business income doubled like year over year. I was able to do less, but actually experience more. I was able to basically unravel the rush in my life so that I could make a bigger impact. And that's all through that inner work to really discover your authentic truth and your authentic voice and being okay with sharing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. I think um, when you were talking about that, I was, I was kind of thinking about how for me personally, and I think that this is true for a lot of people, but a lot of the times that imposter syndrome, like it, it definitely is coming from, you know, shooting too high with your goals, maybe, or like not too high, but where you're supposed to be with your goals, you know, shooting high, but also all those stories, like you were talking about that, like people have thought about you or said to you that you took in and like internalized, and then you turned it into your own story. I know so many times when I'm experiencing that imposter syndrome, it's those stories that are running through the back of my head. Like, um, like you can't do this or like, you're, you're like this, you're not like this. Like, why do you think you can be like this? You know? Um, and it's, I think it's hard to do to sit down and really take the time to just be with yourself and, and actually like maybe even write down those simple Mm -hmm. phrases that are running through your head and then kind of unpack it. Like, where did that come from? And it's probably some, if you can remember, it's probably some really, like some, I don't want to say dumb, but like some story that just simply doesn't apply to what's happening right now, because, you know, you were young and you took it in, in a way that, that wasn't true about who you actually are. And, and um, yeah, so I just think, I think that there's obviously our, our like psychology is so complex and there's so much to it, mm-hmm. but taking the time to realize that you are so much more and that simply just like breaking it down into small pieces can help you get over those stumbling blocks that are holding you back. Yeah, 100%. My friend, uh, Rachel Luna wrote the book Permission to Offend. And she shares like this equation beliefs um, plus values equal identity. But one of the biggest hurdles there is oftentimes we logically know what our values are, right? Maybe we value trust and honesty and respect and hard work. Like we value some of these things, but our beliefs are the thing that really drive us. So they override our values. And so then our identity about ourselves becomes this thing that we just should be based on our lived experience and what society says that we should be. So if we go back to beliefs, and I love how you talked about this just a moment ago, is I really think that beliefs are the ultimate catalyst for change. So at any time, if we feel tension in our life, we can just ask ourselves, like, what is my belief in this area of my life? And you could do one of three things with beliefs. You can hold them, you can challenge them, or you could change them. And it's so powerful because it's not what you don't get what you want in life. You get what you believe. And so whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, it's true. 
but it's going to be so much it's going to be so much more than that and if you can uncover where the story came from from when you were younger that's going to be even more impactful like what you shared um a simple a simple idea to share there that i think a lot of people can relate with was for a long time i struggled with like my body image i noticed that i was constantly just comparing myself to others every time i would look in the mirror i would say something negative instead of positive almost picking myself apart and it was like i spent so much energy on like worrying about what i look like in my body every day so i sat down and started thinking like when was the, when did i start this like how how did i get here and i remember like being a kid growing up and i was i was kind of the smallest i was shorter i'm only 53 so i was like a shorter smaller kid i'd be like on the top of the pyramid or whatever with you know i would be like the lightest one and then I remember this instant, my instance, my uh, my younger sister was eight years younger than me. And um, I always babysat her. But one summer, my mom hired a babysitter for her. And guess what? Her name happened to be Carmen. And I thought she was so cool. She just graduated. She was a senior in high school and just graduated. So this was her summer job before she started working at this place called Mountain House in the fall. And I was just like, I wanted to be home then, even though I didn't want to be home before babysitting my sister because I looked up to her. I remember one day she looked at me and she goes, well, how much do you weigh? And I told her and, you know, I can't remember. I was like going into sixth grade and I, I don't remember how much I weighed, but maybe I told her I weighed like, you know, 85 pounds or something. I don't know. And she goes, oh, wow, I didn't weigh that until I was going into high school. She didn't mean anything by that, but I took that. And you know what? I had never done this before, but after that, I started thinking that I weighed too much and that I was too quote unquote fat. I would go on jogs and I hated jogging. I would do my mom's like, workout tapes, buns of steel and abs of steel. And from that point on, that one moment in time, she didn't mean anything. We were just talking. Um, but that really, really impacted me. But once I uncovered that story, I had to uncover the belief is like, is it really true that I'm making my worthiness based on like my my body? No, again, your worthiness is never up for grabs. And so I was like, okay, how can I cement this in every day? Now that I've found the story and I want to, I want to change that belief is I started intentionally, every time I would look in the mirror, I would tell myself something positive. Sometimes it would start with like, oh, your hair, your thighs or whatever the thing was would be a down, but then I would instantly tell myself something positive. Now it took time. Now when I look in the mirror, guess what my first thought is? Something positive. But that story about body image you could take and you can put into anything, whether it be shifting to an abundance mindset from scarcity, moving into offering your services more freely and ask, asking for the sale, recommending things as the expert versus just hoping that people are going to buy your services. You can uncover your stories and you can change your beliefs. And then through practice over time and consistency, then it just becomes a part of who you are, which goes back to what you said about the more you can tap into your own authenticity that's really where the ease and the flow and the freedom is found. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it's powerful to think about how our beliefs really do in the, like, no, it might be immediately and it might be in the long run, but they're going to manifest mm -hmm. physically. And um, 
this is like a little outside of business per se, but one thing I've noticed because you mentioned you have, you had a MS. I'm not sure if you're mm-hmm. still dealing with that or not, but I have some autoimmune diseases as well. And, um, and I mean, like it's hard because correlation is not causation, obviously, but I feel so many women deal with, um, body image issues, which I struggled with for a very long time and had eating disorders as well. And so many women deal with autoimmune diseases. And if you really think about like autoimmune, it's your body attacking itself. And like, Mm -hmm. I, that's the same thing. It's you attacking yourself, not loving yourself. And I, I really honestly believe it's, that correlation of that belief of like thinking you're not good enough and attacking yourself then manifesting physically. So if that can happen in your body, then, you know, that, that just lends itself to all parts of life. So not only can like this negative thing turn negative in your body, but if you have positive beliefs, then they can manifest in the physical world, whether that be in your business or whatever, it, whatever you're dreaming that you want. Amen to that mic drop moment on that. I feel the exact same way, 100%. I'm really, really glad that you brought that up because of the millions of people that have an autoimmune disorder in the United States, over 80% are women, Mm -hmm. over 80%. And I think that there is a direct correlation to that energetic crap, I don't know if I can cuss on your podcast, crap talking to, to, to ourselves, shit talking to ourselves, the constant judgment, the constant criticism, the pressure to prove, because that's when I think back when I was diagnosed at 25, I was in that. I was constant, you know, I was good on the outside. You know, I had the house and I had the family and I had the, the corporate career and I was quote unquote successful and I looked good and I worked out and I took care of myself. But inside it was like chaos and turmoil and pressure and judgment and criticism. I was just like ridiculed with that on the inside by myself. And I 100% think that it is. And specifically because women's bodies are really meant to be on a 28 day cycle but because of which I am so grateful for the, the the feminist movement, but also I think that we can take it too far because we're not men and we shouldn't do everything like men who run on a 24 hour cycle. And so all of a sudden we're shoved into this masculine world of this 24 hour cycle that we don't fit into. Plus we have all the extra added duties that women take on, right? And so I think it's the culmination of all of it But yeah, if we can step back and we can change our thoughts and change our beliefs, remembering that we have a choice and we can take a little bit off of our plate, whether that be just letting it go completely because it doesn't matter in this season of our life or delegating it, like we can start taking back not only our time and our energy and our joy and our fulfillment, but also our health. And we don't, I haven't taken any MS medication since I was 26 and Uh, I took it for a year and it was so debilitating to my mental capacity that I had to just pause and really listen to my body because I'd only been listening to the doctors and just recognize that it was not good for me. Um, And so I just took a holistic approach to it of nutrition, fitness, mindset, stress, you know, being good to myself. Like I keep talking about doing work that you love that lights you up, that honors your body. And I haven't had any any symptoms since then. That's amazing. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. I think it's important because it's something that people don't talk about often. Almost all of the women that I work with 
have an autoimmune condition. Yeah. I mean, it's so prevalent. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's like, I can't remember the number. I'm going to completely butcher it, but I think like six times more prevalent than cancer or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's the Mm -hmm. top, top amount of money. Um, my words aren't working right now for some reason, but like Mm -hmm. the top amount of money spent on healthcare is for autoimmunity. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a major issue that really just doesn't get talked about. And I think because it's chronic. And um, so we tend to like really dwell more on things like cancer that are probably not probably, but could kill you. And autoimmunity can kill you. Well, probably will kill you if you don't take care of it, but it's just Mm going to be a long, slow run at it. So we just don't, we don't give it enough attention. And I think combining not just the physical, but combining it with that emotional aspect is where we really need to give it the attention because, you know, like you said, food and exercise and all that is so important, but it's that mental piece that really comes in. And that's what we really need to put a a lot of attention on because it just gets overlooked. Mm -hmm. 100%. So I agree. Thank you for bringing that up. I know that that was definitely value added for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this sharing all of this. This has been really great. I really appreciate having you on the podcast. Um, If you want to just let my listeners know where they can find out more about you, um, if they want to follow along with you on Instagram, maybe work with you, where they can find you at. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Carmen Olin, O-H-L-I-N-G. I'm also on all the things. So whether it be TikTok or LinkedIn or Facebook. It's just all at Carmen Olin. Uh, You can listen to me on the Permission Slip podcast. And if you're interested in that holistic life coaching with Flow Academy, just shoot me a DM. The next round of certification begins um, in October 2023. And lastly, if you want to dive more into being authentically you and discovering your superpowers, I have a free quiz that people can take on my website to figure out what their superpowers are. They can just go to carmenolin.com forward slash superpower. And it's a super fun quiz. I combined like the Enneagram, human design and emotional intelligence in order to come up with the superpowers. And so it's super fun and it's free. They can take that there as well. Oh, that's awesome. I might take it. That sounds like fun. I know. It's super fun. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again, Carmen. This has been great. Thank you, Maddie. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me in this episode. Um, If you want some more support and collaboration through your business ventures, then join me and the rest of the profitable practitioner community over in our private Facebook group. Um, I will put that URL as well down in the show notes so you can find us there. That's a really great place for you to collaborate with other practitioners, other coaches, ask any business or marketing questions you might have. Um, Also a great space for you to connect with that guests and experts that come on this podcast. If you want to work with them or find out more about them, that is an excellent place to do that. Um, Also, another thing, if you're liking the show, please leave a rating and review. That helps us so much to reach a wider audience, more people just like you, practitioners and coaches that are really trying to get their feet off the ground and just support each other through this journey of entrepreneurship. So thank you, and we'll see you on the next show.